Hello and welcome back to Create Your Edge, a marketing podcast. I'm your host, Brian Shilligo, and today we've gathered a panel of some of Southeast Missouri's leading real estate professionals to talk all things real estate and real estate marketing. So we're just going to get right into it and introduce this panel. Marlene, why don't you go first? Hi. Hello. Yeah, I'm Marlene Bell. I go by Ma Bell, uh, for anyone old enough to know what that was, <laughs> and um, uh, of the Ma Bell Group with Edge Realty here in Cape Girardeau. And I've uh, been a realtor since, well, long enough to say the first year I was licensed as a realtor, interest rates, I think, were around 10%, you know, heck of a lot higher than they are now. <laughs> and yeah. uh, so I started in the uh, St. Louis real estate market back then and um, now have um, uh, a team with uh, three of the realtors uh, in the, the Maubel group and, and uh, really enjoy what we do and have a lot of fun doing it. Awesome. Bill, go ahead. I'm Bill Cole. I'm the broker owner of Edge Realty. Got into the business, uh, I would call it a midlife crisis. Uh, got tired of working where I'd been working for 24 years, uh, and we took the plunge. And it's, it's been a, a wonderful <laughs> 17 years. Awesome. Very good. Terry, how about you? Okay. I'm uh, Terry Penrod, and I am also with the Edge Group, but I also have a, a team of three other realtors that it's uh, Terry Penrod and team. Uh, I've been in this business since like 1995. And um, I also then when Bill and Susan decided to open the doors at Edge Realty, um, I was there with them. Awesome. Been very there ever good. since. <laughs> yeah. Happily, I would have said. Happily. Okay, very By good. all means, happily. At least most of the time. Yes. Yeah, yes. fair enough. <laughs> I mean, we're all been around Bill enough to know it's not all the time. But, yeah. <laughs> So the three of you obviously have a ton of real estate experience. Between the three of you, you've been in this industry a very long time. Um, what are some of the trends in the market and, and sort of in real estate in general that you've seen over the years? And how has the market changed um, since you started, you know, years ago? Uh, Terry, let's go ahead and start with you. Okay, yeah. Well, there has been a lot of changes, probably so many that, you know, we can't think of them all. But when I started... We did have cell phones, but we were still using pagers <laughs> yes. as well. You know, yeah. remember those little things? I'm yeah, well, not, those it are... depends on the audience's age, but <laughs> some of us, and I remember yep. them. But um, yeah, and so back then, you know, um, you did a lot of touring and physically going to see homes, which we still do. But now with today's technology being so changed and you know you can basically look at your watch and look at a home and, and you know tour and that sort of thing um but it's still very important to go to go see them in person yeah. you know so that you know uh, what you can tell your kind of tell your buyers before you take them absolutely marlene one thing you mentioned during your introduction there was how the <laughs> when you started the rates were a little bit higher how is that how have you seen that uh that aspect of the market change over the years well, yeah, I mean, I was only 12 at the time when I started, so... Um, you were a prodigy then. I, yeah, but gosh, I remember one of my first homes, I think my interest rate was 18%, 17 18%. So uh, for anyone in today's market looking to buy, you know, our our current rates right now are running, what, five, five and a half to six, six and a half, somewhere in there. Now, that has doubled probably in the last three months mm. or give or take six months for six sure. months for yeah. sure and so you know we we've all had buyers that we've been working with they've been pre-approved right maybe three months ago six months ago and they know what they're pre-approved for they know how much they can buy how much purchase price and uh if they haven't bought yet 
and they're looking today, they have needed to go get re-pre-approved to see what that new rate is to yeah. therefore determine what they what they qualify for. So some of those buyers are now having to either maybe wait things out a little bit or uh, or maybe look at a lower price range. Um, but honestly, you know, I used to tell people that when I was asked up until probably two years ago, you know, what the market is like here, yeah. you know, and, and honestly, we, we have a good steady market here. We're not a big metropolitan area, but, you know, we have our, our highs and our lows, but they're not big highs and big dips mm -hmm. uh, like in other parts of the country. But I've always been able to say on a scale of one to 10, you know, 10 being perfect. I mean, I think our market here is, has always been about, you know, seven, eight, somewhere in there, just kind of generally speaking. Yeah. And then bam, pandemic hit, yeah, right. bam, things changed. Prices started escalating anywhere from five to 10% overnight. Buyers coming out of the woodwork and not enough homes. And then I said the market was a 12. <laughs> yeah. Now, currently, I think I can probably safely say that we're probably back to maybe about a nine-ish. Um, and I'm, I'm sure we're all going to share our experiences, but we've had... We've been in a multiple offer situation now for so long um, with, you know, so many buyers coming out of the woodwork being fueled by those low interest rates. And now they're creeping up a little bit that um, the uh, multiple offers are still there. But instead of maybe, you know, 10, mm -hmm. maybe now there's four or five. Mm -hmm. right. um, and instead of previously being asking price and over, now they might be asking price and a little over. So the market is, I think, correcting itself a little bit. It's starting yeah. to flatten out a little bit, which we need. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, we're still in overall a good market. But I, I'm sure Bill can fill us in today on what the Fed did. Yeah, Arlene, you're right. Yesterday, the Fed raised their uh, rate by 75 basis points, which is three-quarters of a percent. I track Freddie Mac rates on a regular basis just so I can see what the overall market is looking like. And from yesterday, it went from 5.23% to 5.78% overnight. But historically, it's still a great rate. My advice for whether it's a first-time home buyer or somebody who needs to move up or downsize or whatever, that you should just lock into the rate that you can get today. It's still better than historically mm -hmm. almost any year. And then if they do come back down, then you just re refinance. But if you sit there and wait, and then all of a sudden it, it goes from you know, 575 to 775, your house, the house that you can purchase, is going to be dramatically smaller and, and have less of the amenities that you would like to have out of a house. So, I, I, and I don't see them, I'm not, uh, I, I do have 16 hours of economics. <laughs> <laughs> So, me, so. so I know nothing about what's right. going to happen in, yeah. in the future, but uh, I, I think the rates that were at 2.5%, those were pandemic rates. God forbid we have another one of those. So uh, I, I think this is becoming more the new norm. Uh, a lot of this is being driven by uh, the spike in inflation. So hopefully that gets uh, under control. But I would not wait myself to try to get it, lock in a, a lower rate because it may just very well go the opposite way. You can always refi if yeah. you need to. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. Good point. And in all honesty, I think a lot of us, or we all have been, a little bit spoiled mm 
the last two years, mm-hmm. whatever, with, with these rates. And uh, so that's taken a little bit of time to, you know, kind of swallow that uh, to see what's going on. But I think, it, you know, once they figure it out that they're probably not going to go back down for a while, then, as Bill said, then probably best to, if they can move forward, do so. It's a so. good time, right. And to Marlene's point, the, the inventory is mm-hmm. still incredibly low. I checked prior to the, uh, this podcast, and at the rate our market is selling homes, this is in Cape Girardeau County, we have 1.9 months of inventory. So what that means, if nobody lists their house for the next less than two months, there won't be a house on the market. Yeah. So that's incredibly low, and for reference, when there's four months of inventory, it's deemed to be a buyer's market. Right. Under four is a seller's market. So it's still a seller's market, uh, but I am seeing inventories begin to uh, rise a bit. Interesting. Let's let's talk a little bit about that. So since it is a seller's market, as you were mentioning, Bill, um, how do we see, and the inventory is so low right now, what advice would you all have for somebody who's, who's considering listing their home? Is this a good time? Um, and what, can, what, do, what do we see going forward for the market in terms of selling your home? Good question. Um, and uh, I wish we did have a crystal ball. Make, <laughs> yeah, make our yeah. life so much easier. Well, having been around for a long time, all of us in this industry, you know, our markets do go in cycles. The real estate market isn't the only one that does, but, no. but they do go in cycles. We've been through markets before where there's been ups and there's been downs. This one has just been very condensed a lot happened in a short period of time. Um, but as far as a seller, you know, I got a phone call from a seller today and they were going to ask, and they were asking me, you know, should I go on the market today or should I wait? Um, you know, I would encourage now sooner than later, mm-hmm. but I don't have great concerns about our future um, because I think our market is just correcting itself. It just, it needs that correction. Um, but if you have the luxury of going to the market today while these rates are still, you know, what they are, and they're, you know, even though they're going to go up some, they're not going to be horrific, um, might as well take advantage of the buyer pool that we have. Um, and because, you know, we don't know what the future holds. However, if you do have to wait, um, the, uh, because the market is still kind of doing that self-adjusting, um, I, I think there's still going to be enough buyers out there uh, a few months down the road to uh, help the inventory come up, right? Mm-hmm. If we have fewer buyers and more supply, then that's going to allow uh, our market to be adjusted in a healthy way. And I don't think sellers will get hurt down the road. I just think if you got the opportunity, why not do now it now? the time, right. Yeah. But I would say that um, for these sellers wanting to list now, three months from now, whatever, uh, to Marlene's point, it is a good time to list. Although I'm sure they will, they will have to have a plan in mind as well <laughs> because, you know, they're going to need to know, well, where am I going? What's the situation? Maybe they have to relocate, you mm-hmm. know, to somewhere else or um something along those lines, but they do need to have a plan in mind. A couple of years ago, we had a client that sold, wasn't prepared, and lived in an RV during the dead of winter, decided that wasn't a good idea. I saw that that movie. Yes, and um, so he bought again, perfect, sold again, full circle, went back into an RV, 
And uh, but since then we've got him in another home, and I said, "You really need to stay." <laughs> you're not doing. You're not moving. <laughs> you got to stay. Stay here. So Terry was talking a little bit earlier about how technology has really changed the way you all do business uh, and the way real estate as a business works. Can you talk a little bit more about that, Marlene? Yeah, the um, it, it has changed dramatically, actually, uh, but in a good way. So I don't really consider that to be a trend. I mean, right. it's, it's really a definite change for the positive, mm-hmm. uh, not just for realtors, but for buyers and sellers as well. I mean, it enables them to be in real time I and mean, they can know now and usually with our help, um, you know, instantly when a new house hits the market and, you know, years ago, that was just a whole other lengthy process. Yeah. But, uh, but in this competitive market that we're in, you know, the old saying time is money, uh, time is of the essence is, is crucial. But, you know, the social media, you know, Facebook, mm-hmm. uh, the marketing that we do as realtors, we incorporate all that now. So it enables us to get the word out there more quickly, enabling that buyer to make an offer more quickly, enabling that seller to get their household more quickly. And it just seems like exponentially technology has aided not just the realtor, but our clients as well Mm -hmm. in a a very fast manner. Yeah. Yeah. Things have obviously changed a lot, even in the last 10 years how things have been done and how uh, in every industry, let alone real estate. But speaking specifically, you kind of touched on there the marketing aspect of that with Facebook, with social media. Um, let's go into that a little bit and talk about the ways that marketing and selling a house has changed over the years, because obviously you're not selling a house the same way you did today as you did in 1995. Um, so Bill, go ahead and talk a little bit about how you've at Ed, Ed Realty, how you guys have changed the way you sell houses. Yeah, I would say when we opened up in 2003, it was a big thing to have a website. In mm-hmm. fact, we, <laughs> we had ours developed locally here. Yeah. It, was a, it was a nice uh, website. Uh, yeah, now there are dozens of companies out there that uh, you know, can get you a, a website in hours uh, for a lot less uh, money. But um, from a marketing point of view, uh, we look... I didn't. I did not have a full-time marketing director back then. Now I think you have to have one, uh, particularly for an agency of our size. But uh, literally, all you had was the newspaper ad. Mm-hmm. It was about it. And then you were mm-hmm. lucky if you had a uh, you know a website. Right. I, I have done radio in the past. Early on, radio just to get our name out was you know was good. But most of that's all been converted now to uh, digital. We spend uh, spend a good amount on uh, on di- uh, digital. We encourage all of our uh, agents to use the videos that that Creative Edge uh, produces for us. Uh, try to get those out and boosted, and uh, actually looking forward to to the next. Uh, I'll call it the next release where you uh, you know can just. Set, set a budget yep. and get that uh, listing out there. And I, I also say this, in 17 years, I've seen, we've seen really about all the markets I think you can see from, from uh, although not quite the 18% uh, interest rates, but my, my wife has lived through that because she's been in, in it since 1981. Through the years, we've seen all sorts of different markets uh, from, from very slow to very hot. Uh, I've seen years uh, where there are eight months of inventory. I mentioned earlier, four is kind of right there at that perfect uh, spot. Uh, so eight months, you've got buyers and sellers who are really starting to get frustrated in that type of market. And when that happened, I'm referring to uh, the Great Recession, I guess, as, it, as it's so-called, uh, we increased our marketing. And we let every one of our buyers and sellers uh, know that that was not the time 
to decrease marketing. We're spending more money to try to get your house sold because there was a much smaller pool of buyers at that, that point. And as a matter of fact, through that process, Edge Realty's market share uh, increased dramatically. So I think it was money well spent. Terry, you've obviously, uh, we kind of talked, touched on digital a little bit, but a big part of your campaign over the years, you've, you've worked a lot with uh, local television and, and worked a lot through that. Talk a little bit about how that's kind of changed over the years and how, why that's still a big part of what you do marketing-wise. Well, and I know there's a market out there for everything, you know, like not everybody's watching broadcast TV, but, you know, some people are streaming that sort of thing. But, mm -hmm. yes, I've, I've been doing that for probably, or we've been doing that for probably 10, 15 years now. And to touch on what Bill said, back in that 2008, 2009 timeframe, mm -hmm. uh, those people were the same ones who said, probably now's not the time to cut back. You may right. think it is, and uh, you know, looking at your body, but uh, keep moving forward, which we did. And as Bill said, it did, it did pay off. Um, we do a lot of the other stuff, though, yeah. too. You know, the yeah, websites, the Facebooks, yeah. the, uh, the boosting, the, yeah, uh, Instagram, all that sort yes. of stuff. <laughs> yeah, I, I guess what I was touching on is that your brand to me, it's one because I watch a lot of uh, broadcast TV still, specifically sports um, in my age range. I'm sure a lot of people do. And I see your commercials all the time. So um, I, I, I just think that it's one of those ways that w even though it's, you know, maybe less vogue in vogue now than it was 10 years ago, I think a lot of people, it still gets eyeballs on it. And it cements your brand as something uh, like less ephemeral, I guess, if that's the right. I don't know if that's the right word for it, but like. Anybody can create a Facebook page or do whatever. But when I see yours on tr traditional broadcast television, I'm like, that's a brand that is established and is here to stay. And so I, I don't know if that's the reasoning behind it or what it, you know, obviously you're looking for your return on investment for, sure. for spending that. But um, at least to me, when I'm seeing your brand on TV, that's one of the things that sticks out to me. Well, and it has seemed to work. There's been times we thought, you know, because it's hard to find. Right. I think anybody will tell you, like, where are you getting the most bang for your buck? Yeah. You know, it's almost like, Throwing a dart at a yeah. dartboard, sort of <laughs> yeah. thing, uh, but I do have to say we can look. We can go back, legitimately go back, and look at our sales over the last some years, and we can pinpoint. Okay, this is where this came from, and that sort of thing. Yeah. And that marketing has paid off. Awesome. Bill touched on Bill and Terry both touched a little bit on how when the market isn't as hot that pushing through and continuing to market can be really good and really important. Is that something you've experienced, Marlene? Exactly. Um, you know, the market we're in now, again, you know, we're using those words over and over, but hot and competitive <laughs> right. and, yeah. and uh, you know. All the buzzwords. All yes. the buzzwords, right. And it, it can be easy for a realtor to, to kind of back off mm -hmm. uh, of doing that. And and we haven't, and I know a lot of realtors at Edge Realty haven't. Um, and because the offers are coming in so quickly and houses are selling so quickly, you know, market presence is important regardless of the market. Uh, promoting our listings is important regardless of the market, and it's just kind of real estate 101. Um, and, you know, the, um, well, in case in point, Creative Edge, um, I've contracted with them for um, my uh, digital marketing mm -hmm. uh, campaign, and they've kind of, um, they've educated me, that's for sure, and I'm still <laughs> learning, thank goodness, and they've been very patient with me, but, um, you know, the social media aspect of our business today, it's here to stay. Right. Um, and the digital marketing is, is of course, you know, a part of that with your website now having, you know, using it to cross-reference over into um, social media and Google. And 
it's not just name rec recognition for the realtor, but it's also promoting your client base as well or promoting the listings for them and helping those buyers realize that they've got a good source to come to. And um, regardless of what the market is, it's it's important. Something we were kind of talking about is when other realtors pull back on the marketing, if you don't, that's a good way for you to gain ground. And Bill, that's kind of what you were touching on. Um, You're staying out in front of them. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So obviously, as time moves on, the people that are buying homes changes, the people who are selling homes changes, uh, and obviously you need to kind of keep up to date with the technology that your current buyers and sellers are using. How do you go about doing that at Edge Realty? Well, it can be a challenge, and yeah. it's not just your buyers and sellers, because uh, agents themselves have had to grow through uh, this te technology, and, and some Usually, the younger they are, they soak it right up, and the older they are, they're they're at our uh, uh, our IT manager <laughs> at at her office trying to get some help. <laughs> In fact, once I I came into the office, I got a call from one of our agents, and she said uh, my computer's not working. Uh, and I, I jumped in the car Saturday morning. I get there, and I said, "Show me, show show me what you're doing." And she clicked on. Uh, the, uh, the button, and I said, "You got to double click that." <laughs> so, so I drove all the way in to tell somebody to double click. But so it, it kind of works both ways. Right, but yeah. and I would say early on, there was a time when a lot of people didn't have emails. Mm -hmm. um, there are a lot of people that couldn't begin to to e-sign. Yeah. Uh, just a number of, of uh, those little things. But the younger you are, it's just fully anticipated, fully expected that you have the uh, uh, the, the capability of of doing that. Um, yeah. yeah, we can have somebody sign a, uh, a contract ten thousand miles away. Or, yes, uh, that is another trend. Yeah, that I has was definitely changed. Say, I mean, remember yeah. the days when we had carbon copied. Yes, and you sales ran around contracts town. and you ran around town. Uh, but one of the most convenient uh, pieces of technology that we've been able to utilize as realtors for our clients is is uh, the electronic signature. Yes, it is a lifesaver. Yes. It is now so ingrained <laughs> in our daily um, uh, list of t yeah. things to do that it's just you know become second nature, but uh, time saving for us, time saving for the client. And then again, back to this competitive fast market, you know, time is right. money and it is of the essence. And in fact, it even says that in our sales contract, <laughs> time is of the essence, that uh, it, it's a tool that, 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 that we couldn't be without in this, in, in this day and age. Just like uh, uh, some of our buyers, Terry, I know you've had them too, um, when there's, you know, that multiple offer situation and one of those buyers is out of town or lives remotely, and uh, then you know their their agent is is there looking at the property for them via FaceTime, mm -hmm. and so looking at it virtually, and that buyer is able to make an offer, doesn't have to see the house in person, doesn't have to be here to write that offer, doesn't have to be here to sign it, mm -hmm. and it's um, it's very. Um, very futuristic like but it's here it, now it's, it's here, here now yeah. it's here now yeah bill there are millions of real estate agents in the world and obviously branding is a huge and important part of setting yourself apart what is one way that edge realty kind of uh is different you think from maybe some other brokers in terms of how you let your agents brand themselves well today there are teams teams everywhere i like the concept of teams i think it allows them to uh actually capture 
a little bit more of a personal life if you can spread things out over a team, but they also, and individuals want to as well, but they need to brand themselves apart uh, or within Edge. Now, there are legal requirements that Edge Realties has to be in everything that they advertise, but uh, we, we let our teams and individuals be creative. Uh, a number of, of them have had uh, Creative Edge do their brand for them, and so they're just fabulous. Uh, so we embrace them. It was, I know they, they, they've heard a lot of brokerages, but uh, uh, it's the agent first uh, in, in terms of uh, at the company and, and Edge second. Um, obviously, customers and clients are number one, but in terms of uh, a branding, yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I, I love when someone comes up with a, a good brand. Yeah. Terry, how has your experience been with that? Obviously, as Terry Pinrod and team working with Edge. Yeah, it's worked out very well. And to pat Bill a little bit here on the back, he and Susan, they have been very gracious and and they do. uh, They want us to succeed because if we succeed, obviously they do, too. But they have always wanted us to be kind of we're out there. They're behind us. Their name is there. Their phone number is all there. But they have always been very much uh, saying, you know, promote yourselves, promote your team, that sort of thing. Whereas a lot of agencies, it's kind of the other way around. Yeah, from our end, and we devote a a pretty nice annual budget to to advertising and, and marketing. And that tends to be more at the company level. I mean, certainly we're trying to advertise agents as well. So I think the obligation to make sure everybody know who, who Edge Realty is really falls on on the broker. Uh, so that's that's kind of our role in there and where we can uh, enhance agents through that process. That's just that's just gravy. And you kind of make it pretty easy. I mean, you made it uh, almost a one stop shop. Um, like I branded myself as as Ma Bell a long time ago, but then as I grew the team, rebranding had to take place and bills uh bill and susan's um uh, affiliation with uh creative edge enabled me to it was just easy i'm calling creative edge and it enabled me to not have to shop around and do that kind of thing and it just it was digital marketing it was branding it was photography it was uh, my my graphics on my mobile bellmobile um (laughs) and but that again that, that it's all attributed to the fact that you know, we have a broker owner who puts emphasis on the realtor and not the company necessarily. Yeah. And also kind of to that, you know, Marlene, it was like, if you're like me, our team were to be listing and selling and focusing on our clients. I First of all, I'm not creative enough to think of all this marketing stuff. I don't have time. Even if you, if I were, I didn't have the time to do that too. So we needed to focus on what we needed to focus on and let somebody else do the kind of our branding for us. Yeah, so finding a good partner to yes, market absolutely. with is, is pivotal. And you kind of touched on it a little bit already, but because Edge Realty lets you brand yourself first and foremost, and then Ed Realty kind of second, that really does help you stand uh, set apart from the competition. Talk a little bit about that. Well, yeah, as you said, we're trying to uh, have a team, mm-hmm. like many of us do. And so we're out there trying to, you know, promote our team, uh, get them familiar with within the community and that sort of thing. So when they're thinking about buying or selling, you know, they're thinking about the Terry Penrod and team or the Ma Bell and team, whatever. So. Yeah. 
I think an important part of that is you want a personal relationship with the person that you're working with. And when it is Terry Penner on a team or Ma Bell, you're, you feel like, um, there's a, a closer personal connection there. It's a lot easier to identify with you and talk to you, call you up. When I call your office, I'm going to talk to you or one of your team members most likely. Um, and I think that's probably a big part of it. Is that what you feel when you're working with people that they like that part of the experience? I think so. I think that they do. Yes. Uh, you know, we, we have heard it many times. Uh, we've had people contact us and say, I saw you on TV or, you know, that sort of thing. Or I saw you on the billboard or whatever it was, you and your team and you kind of it's just a little bit more personal, I guess. So before we wrap up here, I had one more question I just kind of wanted to get everybody's input on and see uh, see what you all had to say since we have a, a hive mind here of the most brilliant real estate minds. <laughs> brilliant. <laughs> what If you had to pick one thing over your career in real estate that you think is the most important thing that has made you successful or your company successful, what would you say it is? Let's start with you, Bill. It's a great question. If I had to name one, I would say it has been finding the right agents to join the team. We've been very both fortunate and um, we've just had a, an ability to bring and retain some of the best agents in town. And that's important for, for any, any brokers. Um, yeah, I, the very first one we brought on was, uh, was Terry. That was the ago. best decision you ever made. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, so finding the right people, that is yeah. Yeah. that has been your key. Awesome. Terry, uh, what do you think is the most important thing for you guys? Well, I think, like in any business, not just real estate, but I think you have to love what you do. I mean, when I got in this many years ago, I didn't know if I was going to like it or not. But it was, it, was, it was work, but it was fun. It wasn't the same thing every day. It was every day was a different day. It's just like any other business, you know. I mean, you have good days and bad, but you have to enjoy what you do. And after all these years, I, I do. I still love it. I still enjoy it. Awesome, Marlene. Let's finish up with you. Well, I think I'd have to say for me, um, what has held me or enabled me to stay the course, and I genuinely mean this, and it's my husband. Um, he, I worked at uh, Southwestern Bell back in the day, so did he. I was very frustrated. He said, um, you can always leave. And I said, you don't leave the phone company. No one did that. There, there were golden handcuffs. And yeah. he said, you can. You can do it. And I had thought about real estate, and, and uh, with his encouragement, I did. Um, and to this day, he still lets me do it because he lets me go out that door every day and with all his love and support. Um, but in terms of the business, I'd say um, something I've always felt was important because um, the first realtor I ever had that sold me a house, I could sense this about her. And you know who that was? That was Betty Lou Ryan. Oh, yes. Mm -hmm. uh, was always valuing the relationship with that client. And so many of my clients have been very blessed. They've become good friends. And uh, I think putting that as the priority and the precedent or the, uh, the foremost has enabled me to not only enjoy what I do, but help me be more successful for my clients. Awesome. So I think we've gathered that the number one thing you can do is marry Marlene's husband <laughs> <laughs> if you want to succeed. What about Bob? <laughs> It was the only way she's going to be more better. <laughs>
that's right. That's I had true. To, yeah. I had to marry true. the bell. It's I had to marry the bell. Fantastic. Well, thank you all for joining me. That was a very interesting discussion. I think we got a lot of uh, useful information out of that. I hope you all had a good time. So thank you all for coming today and talking. And thank you all for joining us for another episode of Create Your Edge, a marketing podcast. And until next time, remember to get out of the damn box and go be extraordinary. Create Your Edge is a production of Creative Edge Incorporated, a full-service marketing company headquartered in Cape Girardeau, Missouri. Remember to subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, or anywhere else you're enjoying our show. You can also stay in touch through Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. Just search for Creative Edge in Cape Girardeau, Missouri.